morning. Morning. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Guys, I f- I'm biased, but I fully believe that you have come to the most exciting thing on Nudo site this year. We are going to have adventures with Jesus. We don't just get to st- stick around here. We get to tell other people about him and go on the journey of doing mission together. We're going to have such fun. You're in the right place. Just one final reminder, I know I've said this a million times, but for people coming in, if anyone from your group is not here, you need to ring them to get them to come. They can't go on outreach if they don't come at least to, to the end part of this seminar because we're giving out lots of really important things that mean you actually get on the coach. So my name is Rob. I lead Christ Community Church in Attleboro and as well as something called the Who Cares Mission. We were only involved in the Who Cares Mission last year. Wave at me if you were. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, you've come to stuff before. Um, we had an amazing, amazing time last year. Um, we're so excited that you've chosen to come on this adventure with us this week. We really believe that God is going to do amazing things across Norfolk as you guys head out and follow Jesus in mission. Um, don't worry if you're feeling a bit nervous or a bit unsure. That's okay. We will explain to you everything that you're going to be doing and we're not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. You just get to come on an adventure with us um, and have fun. You're in the right place. This is Jazz. Morning, everybody. Hello. And Jazz is is helping me out, um, and she's going to be doing quite a lot of the speaking over this week. Um, Just to say, the vision for this, really, is that we wanted to raise up the next generation of evangelists who can go back to their home locations full of the fire of God. Now, you may not see yourself in any way as an evangelist at the moment, and that is okay. The title is not the important thing. The main thing is that you've come. And we are going to train you and we are going to equip you to tell people about Jesus. We've got five sessions together this week. Today we're calling it Call to Action. We're looking at why we do what we do, why we tell people about Jesus. Tomorrow is all about communicating the gospel. Um, Thursday we're looking at praying for the sick and prophecy. Friday we've got special guest Daryl Tunningley talking about compassion for the lost. And on the final day, we're looking at how do we change a nation? How do we go back from this week to our home locations with everything that we've learnt? We're going on outreach on Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday afternoons. Um, Wednesday, we're going to do something called presence evangelism. Thursday, we're going to do prophetic evangelism. And on Saturday, uh, we're doing something called the miracle question. We will tell you everything that you need to know um, in these sessions. And if you've never done any of these forms of outreach before, um, that's great. You don't need experience. We will equip you with everything that you need so that you can get out there um, and do the stuff. Jazz. Cool. Thank you, Rob. Um, I'm just so excited to see this sea of faces in front of me. When I look out and I can just see, I don't know how many people are in this room, 180, 200 young people um, ready to get something in God that causes lives to be changed, not just this week, but eternally like there are eternal consequences as a direct result of what happens here this week and that really uh, blows me away 
but I've got to stop before I carry on going off at a tangent. I want to introduce you to the team that we've got this week. Um, we're going to be here all together this week, so you're going to get to know these guys really well. Um, so first of all, let, well, you met Rob, and he is married to the very beautiful Christine. Come on. So... These guys, some of these guys will be speaking, some of these guys will be uh, leading coaches. You're going to get to know them. Get around these guys, ask them questions, talk to them. So the next person I want to introduce is Steve over there. Come on, give it up. Not only can you hear Steve here, but I also hear, oh no, maybe you can't. Oh, you can't. Sorry, ignore that. But but Steve will be speaking to us here, which is going to be really exciting, and one of our coach leaders. Then I'm going to move to Simon. Woo! <laughs> Simon is a good friend of mine. He's based down south, an evangelist, does some really random things. He's out of the box, and he's going to be sharing some of his stories this week. And then we've got Dave. Dave currently lives in Wales and is studying music in a place called Cardiff. Anybody from Cardiff? Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, who have I missed? Ruth over... Oh, sorry. Bill, Bill, come round. Come round and wave, everybody. Bill is also going to be one of our coach leaders, so you'll get to know him as well. And have I missed anyone out? We can wave at Brian at the back, who's organising stuff. And Ruth over there, and she's organising stuff. So that is the team. And as I've already said, just come and hang out with them, talk to them, annoy them, find out what they're about, and get something from them as well. Yeah, guys, we're we're here for you. We we want to share with you what the the little that we've learned um, about share, telling people about Jesus, and we're passionate about that. And we want to help you. We're, we're going to be walking alongside you the whole week. Um, you're going to especially get to know the person leading your coach. You're going to go out with them three times and get to know them. And really, we wanted to lay the foundations today for why. Why, why, did, why, why should you bother? Why should you stick with this? Um, why are we here? Why should we tell people about Jesus? And evangelism is simply that. It's telling other people about Jesus, about how great he is and what he's done. And I just want to lay three foundations this morning for why we're doing what we're doing. Number one, because Jesus is great. It says in Isaiah 63 verse 7, I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord. Evangelism is simply telling people how great the Lord is and what he's done for us. And when you know someone or something great, you can't help telling other people about them. Now, I am an evangelist for films that I like. No one pays me commission, but when I see a film and I think it's awesome, I try and get everyone I know to see it. So last year, I saw a film called Interstellar. I thought it was the best film ever. Not many people actually agree with me that I've spoken to, but I thought it was amazing. And so I was telling everyone about this film. You must go and see this film, Interstellar. It will change your life. And I even tried to get my wife to go. I said, love, I will babysit. You go. You go with your sister. You must see it. You've got to see it. Why? Because it was great. Now, they weren't paying me commission to get people to go and see this film. When you're amazed at something or someone, you can't help telling other people about them. In the Bible, the disciple Andrew does this. So we read in 1 John 41, the first thing that Andrew did was to find his brother and tell him 
we have found the Messiah and he brought him to Jesus. No one told Andrew to do that. He just did it because he was amazed at the person of Jesus. He'd met someone amazing and he was like, you've got to come and see. You've got to come and see. So it's simple. Jesus is amazing and we want the world to know how great he is. Telling other people about Jesus starts with being amazed by him for yourself. You know, I discovered in my early teens the simple joy and pleasure of worshipping Jesus. I remember I would shut the door of my bedroom, I would put on some worship music, I would shut my eyes, I would lift my hands in the air, and I would mouth along to the words, and I would just enjoy the love of Jesus, and I would sing about him. And I discovered in that moment a joy that I thought was like nothing else. I couldn't describe it, but it was like once I tasted it, I knew it was the best. I knew it was the best thing. I knew it was better than any drug. I knew it was better than any other pleasure. I knew that Jesus was the best. I hadn't experienced all those things, but I just knew this was the best. And yet I remember in that room when I was enjoying Jesus, sometimes what would break in was what I was talking about last night, would just be this sense, but my friends don't know about this. They don't know this love. They don't know this joy. They don't know this peace. I do, but they don't. Someone's got to tell them. I've got to tell them. So it's simple. We share Jesus because we think he's great. It all starts with enjoying him for yourself and knowing and experiencing his love. Rick Warren says this, This is the starting point of every ministry, to feel loved by God, not to know it, but to feel it. This is the starting point of every renewal, every great awakening, every revival. A miserable Christian really is the worst evangelist because it all starts with enjoying Jesus for yourself and knowing his love and seeing how great he is. And we're going to have time before you guys go out to pray for you that you would all feel and know afresh the love of Jesus, or even for the first time, the greatness of Jesus, that's the foundation. That's number one. Number two, Jazz. Okay, there is a a clear biblical reason as to why we go out and evangelize. Now, I don't know what you think an evangelist actually is or what an evangelist actually does. Um, I'm an evangelist. I'm based in Croydon, and uh, no two days of mine are ever the same. But I do know that it involves um, going out and doing something, and that's what we're going to be doing this week. But also, as Rob said, it begins with something that's happened to us. See, when we get a hold of the bigness of God and we get to know the kindness of Jesus and discover the freedom that we have in him, we begin to realize that actually we haven't been called to walk boring, dull lives, but we've been... we've We've been called to live lives that are action-packed, fulfilling, adventurous, and satisfying. And when we kind of get a hold of that, we realize that we've got something to talk about. Back in Croydon, our church, we've got um, a coffee shop. And our coffee shop is below Sainsbury's. And often they run out of milk and they have to send somebody upstairs to go and get the milk. 
and they've learned it's pointless sending me to go and get milk if it's a rush. If there's a rush on and they need it immediate, immediately, don't send Jazz. Because for me to go from downstairs to upstairs takes me about an hour. It takes anybody else five minutes. But that's because I see people and I want to talk to them. And that's kind of the way God's wired me. That's how I am. I just want to talk to people and be part of the community. So they've learned, don't send Jazz to get milk. It's fairly useless. But this week, you've all got stories to share and you've got stuff to do. But I want you to imagine something, just, just for a moment. Imagine this week as you're walking around somewhere in Norfolk. I don't actually know Norfolk very well, so I'm going to learn with you. You're walking around somewhere in Norfolk and you have an encounter with somebody. And as a result of that encounter, their story goes something like this. I was walking at home around my street I met this person in a red t-shirt and they started talking to me. I was going to ignore them and I was going to walk away, but something about them kept me there. So I listened to them a little bit longer. Wasn't really that interested, but the following week I ended up at church. Not quite sure why. Oh, and the week after I ended up at church and then the week after, and then eventually I became a Christian. You see, somebody could have an encounter with you this week that could change their lives forever. Not just here on, you know, today, but it has an eternal consequence. Their destiny is changed forever as a direct result of something that you do this week. Even being here this week, you are stepping out of your comfort zone. Even turning up to the seminar, you're actually putting yourself out there and saying, I want in on this. I want to know what to do. You are really putting yourselves there on the line. But there is a biblical mandate. Why should we do this? Simply, there's um, two verses in the end of Matthew. Uh, Matthew 28, starting at verse 18. It says this, Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. There's only one thing I want to pick up from that verse, and that's that word go, tiny two-letter word that's in there. But it is, it's, a, it's an action word. I know it hasn't got I-N-G at the end, but it's an action word. We are to go. Um, we are not sit, we're not told to sit and wait for someone to come to us. We're not told to, I don't know, get on with playing Candy Crush or, or whatever else it might be. We are told to go. There's an active requirement on our parts to go. It's not till you're qualified, you think, well, I've done this course and I've done that course, or I've got my degree in here, or I've got that. Everybody in this room is qualified to go. And it's not just in this verse. If I really unpacked it all, we've discovered that actually in the New Testament, there are at least 233 references to go. Jesus says, go and invite, go and tell, go and uh, make disciples. There are so many references to going. So we are called to go. My favorite place to go, because again, this is just my, this is me in the way I do it. My favorite place to go is to go to coffee shops. Not just the one that we own, but the one, any coffee shop. I am a coffee shop queen. I love coffee shops. But I go because I have incredible encounters. And in two days' time, I'm going to be sharing about supernatural encounters. And I have many um, coffee shop stories uh, to share with you. But... I'm going to leave that there. The reason we do evangelism 
is because Jesus says we're to go. So we do it because he's great. We do it because he says so and he's the Lord. But we also do it because people really need him. People desperately need Jesus. The Bible says that people are in grave danger. They urgently need to be saved. Jesus says this in John 3 verse 36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. Jesus came to rescue us from God's judgment. People are in real danger. And Jesus told many parables to get this point across. He told stories that would help people understand the urgency that people desperately, urgently need to be saved. So he told the story of two houses. He told the story of the house that is built on sand. Someone who maybe hears what Jesus says, but doesn't really truly follow him. And he says, that's, that's building your life on sand. One day, judgment, rain, storm will come and that house will fall flat. That is not safe. He's warning people. He's saying you're in, people are in danger if they don't truly follow me. So we're not offering people um, something that will improve their lives a little bit. We're offering people salvation. They are in great danger. And Jesus is really clear. He says that, that one day he's going to say one of two things to every human being who's ever lived. He's saying that one day everyone is going to stand before him and there are two responses. There were two things that will come out of his mouth to every person on the planet. The first is amazing. Come you who are blessed by my father. That's what he's going to say to those who followed him, who've worshipped him. He's going to say, come you who are blessed by my father. I'm sure those are going to be the most amazing words that we could ever hear off the lips of Jesus. But there are other words that he says. To others, he says instead, depart from me, I never knew you. Depart from me, I never knew you. The most haunting, terrifying words that could ever be uttered. People desperately need to know the Lord Jesus. They're in danger. And uh, there are some amazing people who've really lived their lives with this real sense of urgency that people need to be saved and need to hear about Jesus. Um, I just want to tell you about a guy called John Harper. It's kind of like the untold story of what happened on the Titanic. Um, when the Titanic was hit by the iceberg and was starting to, to sink, John Harper was on board the ship with his daughter. He said goodbye to his daughter and said, I will see you again. And he put her on the lifeboat so that she was safe. And then he got to work. He was an evangelist. He asked people, is your soul saved? He asked person after person after person, is your soul saved? Is your soul saved? It, he, he apparently jumped into the water when the, the ship was kind of breaking in half. And in that ice cold water, John Harper swam from person to person asking them, is your soul saved? If they weren't saved, he would try and lead them to Jesus. One person said their soul wasn't saved, but that they didn't want to become a Christian. He took off his own life jacket and he gave it to them so that they would live and have another chance to hear about Jesus. He, he swam through that icy water telling person after person there were only six people who survived in that ice cold water and one of them lived to tell the tale of John Harper that he was swam from person to person saying is your soul saved people urgently 
desperately need to know Jesus. We're not offering people something that will improve their lives a little bit. We're offering people the gift of salvation. We're offering them light instead of darkness. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's the difference between life and death. It's the difference between light and darkness. I had an experience a few months ago, in fact, when we were gathering with this team, where I really felt God say to me, you need to go to this pub in our town. So I went. I went to this pub with Christine. And we we went, we sat down, and, and we walked into the room. And I don't know if you've ever been in an atmosphere that's felt black. Like, you know when you look at people's faces and you can tell that they're broken? It's like written all over their faces. We went into this pub, and it was like the atmosphere was dark. It was black. Ble- people looked drawn and broken. The brokenness was just obvious just as soon as you walked in. We, we walked in, and there was a lady that I knew from doing outreach before. And I said, hey, how are you doing? She said, I'm doing okay. Um, better than I was, but still not everything's quite right. And I went, oh, really? What's, what's happened? She said, I've had a lot of operations, and I'm in quite a lot of pain. Um, I can't move my arm. It's... It's stuck down here. I can't move it any higher. And I said, well, do you remember me? I, I lead a church, and we, we'd be very happy to pray for you. And she went, oh, I don't remember that. She said, well, go on then. Why not? So we invited, over her, we invited her over to our table, and we said, can we pray for you for this arm? We prayed for healing for her arm. We went four times. We took the authority of Jesus. Every time we prayed for her, her arm moved could move a little bit more it was like a little bit of healing a little bit more healing a little bit more healing until the fourth time she actually stood up in the pub the other people around were a little bit like what is going on and she stood up she put her legs like apart it was like she knew what to do and she went like this and she lifted her arm into the air and she was like wow i can do it the pain's gone that's amazing she was so like it was like the light had shone in her life and we we then, she then sat down with us and she said, can I tell you something? And we were like, yeah, of course you can tell us something. She said, that's not the first time that's happened to me. She said, someone once prayed for me and in the name of Jesus, they command the pain in my neck to go and it disappeared. And we're like, wow, so you know that Jesus has the power to heal, don't you? And she was like, yeah. And then she said, can I tell you something else? And we were like, yeah, of course. And she said, when I was a child, my father was an alcoholic and I used to run away from home. I used to run into a graveyard and I used to find crosses with Jesus on them and I used to hug them. And sometimes in that graveyard, I would feel like Jesus hugged me back. Do you think he remembers? We were like, yeah, Jesus definitely remembers. (laughs) And we said, "But so you know then that there's something even better than being healed And that's having Jesus as your friend. She shut her eyes and she went, I know. Now we had to to dash. We hugged each other. She was like full of smiles, beaming and light. And it was just like in that moment, in that encounter, it was like in that dark place, the light of Jesus had shone. That's what he does. He makes a difference. So it's simple. We're doing this. We're on this adventure because Jesus is amazing. We're doing it because he tells us to and he's the boss, so we do what he says. We're doing it, thirdly, because people really, really need him. 
I just want to pray for us all um, at this moment that Jesus would fill us all again with his Holy Spirit. I wonder wherever you are, do you want to just stretch out your hands and just pray? Father, you are here by your Holy Spirit and sat before me is an army. They don't know it yet, but they're soldiers in your army who are going out in your power across this county. Father, I want to ask that you would fill every single person in this room with your power, with your love, and with your spirit. And as they go, I pray they would know how great you are more and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, um, you are going to different locations all over Norfolk. Um, You've not got outreach this afternoon, so we're going to train you tomorrow in what you're actually doing on the first day. But we've got loads of churches who are really excited to see you, and they've done a few little homemade videos um, for you to see. So we're going to show you um, some video clips now um, from the six churches um, that you guys are going to. Hey, welcome New Day Outreach Boot Camp. We're so excited that you're in Norfolk and we have a bunch of church leaders here who are also very excited that you're here and they've left you a few messages. Hi, I'm Andy from Kingsland and uh, we're really excited to have a, uh, a coach load of teenagers coming over to Kingsland to come out the streets. Uh, we've been praying for men and women of peace for you to talk to who are going to have divine encounters with Jesus. Meet with God. Uh, and you're going to see healings and miracles and have some amazing conversations. So we're excited to welcome you over Kings Lynn. Come on over. Hi guys, my name is Liz and I'm part of Christ Community Church. We're really looking forward to welcoming you to Attleboro and we're looking forward to seeing what God does both in and through you through New Day. Have a wonderful New Day and see you soon. Hi, I'm Stuart from South Park in Norwich. Do you know, we are so looking forward to having some of you guys come and help us reach out to the estate on which we're located. We're tucked in the corner of an estate. We'd love to reach out to the thousand or so homes on there, and and we don't know how to, but we think you know how to. You've been shown how to. So come and help us. Come and share the love of Jesus Christ with people who so desperately need to hear it. We're looking forward to you being with us. We're looking forward to seeing people saved. We're looking forward to Christ showing he is still the God of salvation today. And we're so looking forward to you coming and helping us do that. Hi guys, I'm Phil from King's Community Church. Uh, we're in the west side of the city and we're really excited to have you with us. Hope you're enjoying your New Day boot camp so far. Um, we're surrounded by some young families and some students and we've got nice parks and shopping centres around that we want you to come and talk to people. So hope you're enjoying yourself so far and I'll see you later this week. Hi, my name's Paul. I come from Rolfing Family Church in Deerham, Norfolk or Mid-Norfolk to be precise. We're looking forward to having you guys come to see us and uh, serve with us and reach the community. Durham is a small town, about 20,000 people, and it really needs Jesus, and it really needs God's blessing and God's deliverance. So we need you guys. Looking forward to seeing you. Hello, New Day. We are so excited to have you coming to Attleboro. Christ Community Church is a young and vibrant church with a vision to reaching our town. We are so excited to see you and can't wait. You're here in this room on this adventure this week because Jesus wants you to be here on mission with him. 
We're going to see amazing, exciting things happen. I fully believe this is the place to be this week. Um, just to reassure you, as I said at the beginning, you're not going to be forced to do anything that you're not happy with doing. Um, just come on the adventure with us. We'll train you. We'll encourage you to have a go. We'll push you out there. Um, but at any point, if you want to take a break or anything like that, or you're not sure um, about some of the things we're asking you to do, um, we're not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Just come on the adventure with us and see what Jesus does um, as we step out for him. Um, we're also going to we also say to you that you're all going to be in teams. You're all going to work as a team, and so you're all going to play different parts. Um, some of you might be praying more than sharing. Some of you be sharing more than praying. Um, that's okay. We're going on the adventure together. We're going to equip you um, with everything that you need to do. And so tomorrow, it's really important that you're here um, for all of the seminars. Tomorrow, we're going to equip you to do our first model of outreach, which we, we're calling Presence of we're starting with something that's kind of a little bit more simple, kind of laying the foundation, and then we're going to be kind of ramping it up um, throughout the week. So um, I'm now going to hand over to Penny. We've got quite a few practical things to get you all registered for this and assigned to your churches. Hopefully, before we finish, we'll have a bit of time for you to pray um, as groups and um, start to just get excited about what God's going to start to do tomorrow afternoon.